just ball here for GWS. Almost took the mark. I think it might have been Brooks. Little handball to Wingard on the ground. Got it. Sensational perseverance by the Hawks. Hawthorne trying to strike the first blow. Is that Henderson? It's a goal. That's a beautiful start. Warple keeps it in underneath, got to shield, back to Wingard, able to struck the tackle, got on his favourite left foot, been the back to Martin. Bill Davis left to do the spoiling. He up below, tries to thread the needle, got his second, four in a row for the Hawks on fire. This is where Bruce can be so dangerous, tries to twist, he does twist and turn, and he ices it. Is that the right word on a night like tonight? Yes, the Hawks put the win in Winter Wonderland last Friday night, defying chilly conditions to conquer the Giants by 56 points. And what a week it's been since. Ruffy's called time, O'Brien has signed, and a huge schlockbuster at Marvel Stadium now awaits. There's much to discuss right here on this belated edition of the Hawk Talk podcast, the go-to show for all fans of the Hawthorne Football Club. My name is Nick Mason, and I'm joined by a man who passed a fitness test to hit record today. G'day, Tiz. G'day, mate. How are you? Well, how are you? That's the question. I'll get through it. It's all good. You were not in a good way earlier this week. We no, apologise no. to the listeners, but you know these things have to be taken into account. You, you just could not do it. No, it would have been a terrible listen. It's a phlegmcast, I think they call it. <laughs> <laughs> but you're back here. I mean, imagine if you had gone to Canberra. That's my point. I probably would have been fine. Viruses wouldn't have survived that coldness. <laughs> and I made the mistake of going to see Essendon get thumped. Caught it there, I reckon. Right, so, you, yeah, well, I mean, there are a lot of germs there. We know that, because it's Essendon. <laughs> but, that, so isn't that ironic? You, the yeah. game that you went to was clearly the worst of the round. Oh God, or it was best. so cold outside. Oh. <laughs> it it might have been the best in some ways. I mean, what was it, 21 goals in a row? In a row, yeah. All right, so that's pretty good viewing. Apart from the exodus of the Essendon fans, it was about all I got to enjoy. I left a little early. Like everyone else. <laughs> There's no shame there. In fact, the only shame I would say there was was uh, there wasn't 22 goals kicked in a row against him, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, no, see, the thing is, I mean, we're disappointed not to have gone to what ultimately was such a historic game. I mean, it's the first AFL game where it snowed. Absolutely. I mean, it was something miraculous to watch. But and we put the Giants to the sword. That that was also great. But uh, see, I've been to Toronto, mate, and long-time listeners would know that having been over there and recording the podcast while I was there, I love the snow. I love those conditions. You would have been absolutely miserable had we gone up to Canberra. <laughs> well, I, I haven't spent much time in the snow. In fact, the only time I've been to the snow, a really good mate of mine. Melbourne uh, supporter? Uh, no. <laughs> he, That's he, such a cheap shot. He took me on a black run about half an hour after I'd learnt to snowplow. So what I is, never went back. What is a black run? It's like the hardest or something saw a cliff on one side and a whole lot of danger and warning signs, decided my ass was a better bet than staying on my feet. So you went black and you never went back. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes, we're on, listeners. We're back. Never fear. We'll get to some social media stuff first before the news of the week. Uh, iTunes, you can rate and review us there. I think last we checked, 194 ratings, Tiz. I mean, it's pretty sensational stuff from our listeners to get on board like that. Good stuff. That's the reason why I'm here. I could still be in bed. That's right. No, it's uh, it's the support, the encouragement, and it just lifts you up. Lazarus-like. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, we'd love to get to 200 by the end of the season. That'd be something to behold. Uh, Twitter as well, at HawkTalkPod. We were aiming for 1,600 followers. We've surpassed that too. So <laughs> kicking goals all around. And Facebook is just going great guns as well. Facebook.com slash HawkTalkPod. Yeah, I'm beginning to enjoy Facebook now. 
nice little community we're building all around on social media. And uh, it's got to be said, the outpouring of love for one man in particular this week has been, uh, well, it's been pretty special. Jared Rutford's just a living legend of Hawthorne now, isn't he? He is indeed. What about this for a CV? He's a Coleman medalist, dual All-Australian and four-time premiership player. And after 15 years in the brown and gold tiers, he's finally hanging up the boots. He's called time on his illustrious AFL career. Uh, the club, very pleasingly, or really pleasingly, in the proper parlance for the brown and gold, they did the right thing. They have afforded him an opportunity to bid Victorian fans farewell this weekend against the Gold Coast Suns. Yes, and I think living in the living legend part needs to be underlined there because his life was under threat mm. during his career and then he comes back and plays without without the ability to feel his feet, which is just mind-boggling how you then go on to play the most number of minutes and kick the most goals for that season. I feel like there's still a number of details in his story that haven't quite been uncovered yet to the proper extent. It's sort of summarises Ruffy a bit that. Yeah. He's never one to encourage people to delve too closely into his life. Yeah, and he takes adversity in his stride, really. Certainly he wasn't forthcoming with a lot of his medical issues to mm. to the uh, medical staff, which, although frustrated them, meant that he could just bear so much more than other players, I suppose. The extent of the problems and the challenges that he faced is... is Not to mention his Achilles... Yeah. Which often stunts careers like you wouldn't believe. That's right. It was back in 2011, wasn't it? Yep. So he's gone through a lot. and uh, Wins a Coleman medal after post that injury with yeah. Buddy Franklin in the forward line next to him. Yeah, pretty decent forward line surrounding him. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's a lot we could say about Jared Roughhead. And, uh, well, we will, Tiz, as we do a uh, special bonus rough cast. Rough cast? A rough cast to mark the occasion. Uh, details for that will be available via our social media channels uh, on Twitter at HawkTalkPod and Facebook. That's uh, facebook.com slash HawkTalkPod. So look out for that bonus episode there. There's just so much to celebrate about Ruffy and his impact on our football club. That's right. We did a similar thing for Cyril. And uh, I mean, there's an era worth of players that you could do bonus episodes on. But I mean, Ruffy... And I think we should. When we get to Tim Boyle, we'll know we've done enough. <laughs> hey, speaking of Tim... Yeah. <laughs> Let's go for a different team in the news this week. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Donald Trump had an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this where we read out that infamous tweet that we... <laughs> we read out? Good luck. Oh, okay. Well, you hand me the phone as if to cue up an impression. Listen, mate. People are born for things. No. <laughs> Don't pump it up too much. <laughs> All right, so it was on the, uh, what's that, the 8th of August. Oh, come on. Not like a newsreader. <laughs> this is Donald Trump just leading with his guts. Just watched a world-class loser, Tim O'Brien, who I haven't seen or spoken to in many years and knows nothing about me except that he wrote a failed hit piece book about me 15 years ago. Fired like a dog uh, from other jobs. Sorry, my and Brian Williams' Trump slam show, Bad TV. <laughs> Oh, so good. Anyway, I didn't know he knew about him. I'd call that the most luxurious tweet in the universe, <laughs> solid gold. Well, he's going to be really pissed off because <laughs> Timmy's got a new term at Hawthorne while he's <laughs> fighting term. for a new term himself. <laughs> it is a new term indeed. Uh, HawthorneFC.com.au reports Hawthorne swingman Tim O'Brien has agreed to a two-year contract extension that will see him remain a Hawk until at least the end of 2021. 
Now, uh, Tizzy arrived at the club, pick 28 in the 2012 National Draft. He's been around a while, hasn't he? Yep, but a first goal, first kick player. Is that right? Yes. I have to look that one up on YouTube. O'Brien's played 60 senior games across his seven seasons in the brown and gold, kicking 43 goals across this time. So how confident are we feeling here? Uh, are you looking forward to seeing Timmy at Box Hill again next year? Or Oh, that's harsh. Oh, no, I've got to lead with it. You know, I say it's harsh, but I don't necessarily disagree. I mean, if we're... Is he best 22? Are we recruiting backman or forwards <laughs> this, this year? I see Tim as a... Uh, a depth player Patton in arrives. defense. Yeah, if, but when Patton arrives, that makes it a little bit Clarko tough for puts him. him at fullback. <laughs> <laughs> I do see O'Brien as a depth player in defense, personally. We heard from uh, one of our listeners, Pridgey, at Hawk Talk Pod. Uh, what do you think of the two-year extension for TOB? Has he finally turned the corner? It seems like he has. No, I think he definitely has turned the corner. He's looking a lot bigger, actually. That's good. That's one thing I'd like him to work on over the off-season as well. Still well, he's never going to be massive. Body. It's just not his body type. Well, true. But he could get a little more on and him, He's sure. learning how to use it a bit. Uh, there's, there's a lot of confidence to Timmy. I have no problem with bulk. I, I can teach him. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder uh, how they monitor that, the club. They must have some kind of... Do they need to monitor it that closely? I mean, it is their livelihood. Oh, definitely. What about Lakey? They would have... <laughs> They would have had some measure in... Oh, I don't know if Lake's that irresponsible, mate. How <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they used to trip up on trip up uh, uh, Andrew Russell on their skinfold things. Remember that? They distracted him yeah. and changed the... you got a guy in the team whose nickname is Burgers. That can't help. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he's, he's well on his way to being a really good player. That'll be nine years at Hawthorne. Credit to him uh, after a pretty tough 2018. I yeah. feel like he has turned a corner. He, he needed to stand up. He knew that there was going to well, be a contract he, situation. He was lucky that he was contracted for as long as he was, yeah. to be honest. Um, but he's pulled his finger out at the right time. Yep, earned it. So uh, hats off to Tim O'Brien. Uh, I guess those were the two news pieces of the week uh, that we probably wouldn't have got to if we hadn't recorded earlier. But your, your illness was quite fortuitous. Tis. Oh, yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly with that. <laughs> Uh, we still need to do the recap of, of the fantastic win last Friday. So, shall we get to that? So, I believe it snowed. <laughs> yeah? Is that what you heard? Yeah. But I only heard it when BT was roaming the rooms later and all those Xavier boys were giving him <laughs> shtick about mentioning the snow a hundred times. Brilliant. That was so much fun. What about the guy who said he was just up there to scout for cogs? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was my That favorite. was really good. They were there with CJ and his gang and yeah. uh, it was really... CJ and his gang. Yeah. Jeez. It's... I almost <laughs> fell off the couch when BT said that. I don't think he meant it maliciously. No, he didn't at of, all. of the one <laughs> mind that you don't step on, like, yeah. he just planted his big foot down oh my god you just don't say that oh it's good and uh daniel howe he's had his own landmine moment that's right he didn't know his cousin's names yeah on live enough. tv big which... family big family <laughs> but not big fans anymore right <laughs> i expect so uh oh, oh, poor dan howe. Oh. he played quite well i thought dan Oh, in a yeah. similar role to the week before <laughs> i don't know i i like dan howe for one thing that's being a stopper that's about it. <laughs> well, we basically stopped their whole squad. <laughs> That's true. It was. Can we get a, another Trumpism from you? You want? What do you want me? Clarko to said, "Build a build a wall, and we're going to make him pay for it." They did. <laughs> <laughs> they paid for it for a full four quarters. Oh, they were rubbish, and we spanked them. Their best player, Toby Green, easily, and that Williams guy off the halfback flank. But we were just. Phenomenal all across the park. And when Nash 
Oh, jeez. I, I was here we, here we go, this would happen. This is going to be great. Yeah, go yeah. on. This will be great. You know, I was a little bit disappointed that Gunston was out. And mm. then I thought... Very, uh, very late out, Gunston. Well, I had messaged you earlier in the week going, <laughs> I bet you Nash is a late inclusion after all your, you know, pile on Savagery. on the pod. And, <laughs> well, anyway, I wasn't the only one. He comes in and I'm thinking, well, oh, this could be curtains if he doesn't play well. And Yeah. Oh, that that mark for the second goal. That's right. There was a lot on the line for Nash, and he stepped up. I could just see some GWS player as the ball headed towards the square, and then all of a sudden, no GWS player, Nash. <laughs> Brilliant. And what did they say? He's still getting used to how he can use his body in the contest? What are they saying? That's what he said. He said he it, said did he? He said he's still learning the game. And then we met his girlfriend, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, who didn't know about footy. Which well, that makes really doesn't help, does it? No, I mean, <laughs> it's two of them standing right there, and BT's interviewing them. There's three. You've got a trifecta. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Connor Nash, though, I mean, hats off. He was coming under a lot of scrutiny from this very podcast as well. <laughs> I put my hand up and say that. He uh, finished with 16 touches at 81.3% disposal efficiency. It's one of the best efficiency games going around that, on that particular occasion. He seemed to have a lot of space. Four marks, five one percenters, one goal and one goal assist. So well done, Connor Nash. It's yeah. his best game for the club, would you say? Fantastic return to form. Return to form. <laughs> God, I'm just going to leave that one, listeners. <laughs> um, I, I got a good feeling about this game at quarter time. I'll tell you why. Those scenes that have been repeated ad nauseum of uh, you know Shields and Segler looking to the heavens as the snow fell and Clarkson with a big smile on his face. And you just thought, they're up for this. They like it. They've adapted well, and they're enjoying the occasion. They're just having fun. They're just having fun, and they're just enjoying their footy, and that's what you wanted to see. Yeah, I, I, I do see that, but I also see that Leon Cameron had a, a failed game strategy. Oh, there's a lot of factors at play, but I think in between the years is where a lot happens okay. that, that, you, that you sometimes can underestimate. Uh, not you personally, obviously. But, but do you think... Uh, do you think they just didn't want to play in that cold weather, GWS? I think that absolutely plays into it. Like I said, not the only Jeez, factor. They're soft, but... aren't they? Yes, is the answer to this. I mean, these are two occasions now. The first of which, <laughs> earlier in the year at the MCG, yeah. where basically, what would you say, our plan beat them. Yep. And then the second occasion, up in Canberra, the true grit of our game style and our willingness to just keep on pushing the ball forward and play hard, contested footy, that overwhelmed them anyway. Yeah, well, they decided to play a stoppage game, which really wasn't working for them when their ruckman was just... They're, both their ruckmen were dreadful. Mm. And Segler didn't play well, but he, he rubbed their face in the dirt. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we were just waiting for them to mess up on their, on their forward 50 entries, or at least their exits from our forward 50. And who was waiting in defence? Only the really pleasing BOG for this game is... And he uh, he didn't even know how many touches he'd had, did he? No, I, he had no I love idea. that about Sicily because a lot of people <laughs> think it's all ego, but no, no, it's, it's that's the thing. He seems to be quite understated and shy off the field. Yeah, certainly in comparison to what you'd expect. I mean, the the expectations you you develop from watching him play, uh, you you'd say it's all ego and swagger and very Brereton esque, but it doesn't seem to be that way when he's got the mic in front of him. Uh, he had the most intercepts in the comp for round twenty one. Did you know that? Wow. That's very good for him. And a career-high 33 touches. Uh, a team-high 22 uncontested possessions, which I think says a lot. He seemed to be everywhere, too. They never really 
found any way to stifle him. A team high six marks, equal team high six rebound fifties, seven one percenters. Hell of a game. That there was another bloke who had no one near him the entire evening. <laughs> I feel I know who you're talking about. <laughs> Unfortunately, his DE wasn't as good as it might have been. But Warple, yeah. what an incredible young man. It was so tempting to name him the really pleasing BOG for, a, for what, a third or fourth consecutive <laughs> week now. I thought I might put Sicily up, but uh, Warple was fantastic. 31 touches at 48.4% disposal efficiency, which, I mean, you, you can't really hold that against him too much, given the conditions. Uh, no, but it's just the way he goes about it. It's just the, the tenacity. I remember he... On that uh, poppy goal, which was fantastic to see him kick one again, mm. uh, he missed the pick up, picking up the handball from Shields, and he still went back in and under, and went where Angels feared to tread to hit it back out the Shields <laughs> again. It's the kind of player that you needed for for the occasion. Eight clearances, six tackles, six inside fifties, and one goal assist. His inside fifties. He notches up a few, doesn't he? That's something I've noticed. He gets about five or six a game at the moment. Yeah, well, he gets on the outside at the moment. Looks yeah. good. Isaac Smith, another bloke who gets on the outside. Now, this was his best game for the year, easily. You reckon? He was very good. 28 touches at 75% DE in that game. Mm. That, that's that's by far, I thought, our best player. Five marks, five clearances, and put us inside 50 ten times. The most for our team. Now, what about Chadley? Where are the haters, Tiz? That's where I want to know. I don't see him. I don't hear him. They're nowhere. They're frozen out. <laughs> That's right. 27 touches, six clearances, six tackles, six inside 50s and a goal. And he hasn't got sick of playing midfield yet, have you noticed? <laughs> <laughs> I, I Look, I've said it last week. I think his role will change in 2020, but uh, I think we're starting to see the best of him no matter where he is but on the field. But don't forget the punchline. What's the punchline? Only 66% game time. 27 touches. Yep. Yeah, I don't know if he's moving to the forward line all that, all that soon. You might be right, but... Here's the point. Any doubt is left? You can hit us up if you want, at Hawk Talk Pod. If you really still have a problem with Chad Wingard, don't know why you would, because that is sensational. Uh, talking about game time, that was the least of all Hawks players on the night. Really? Is there a thing of managing his body there? I think he's a burst player anyway. Mm, that's true. And uh, we get back to talking about Connor again? <laughs> the best of the rest, we'll call this? Or Do you think... There's a bit of psychology in him not having to over-prepare for the game. Um, oh, well, we don't know how much of that goes into it for him. But uh, it's reasonable. From where we're standing, that might be a reasonable hypothesis. Sure. Okay. That could be something. I mean, do we have anything to compare Well, a lot of against? players talk about how they can overthink things. Yeah, it's possible. And it stifles their creativity in the game. For a guy still, by his own admission, working it out, mm. that might be something to do with it. Who knows? Jeez, he's big though, isn't he? <laughs> yes. He's a massive yes, force he there. Is. Yeah. <laughs> well, he dwarfed a couple of them defenders. Yeah, yeah. He's got something. He's got something. It's just going to take a bit of time. And I just want to see another tackle like he laid on Lloyd. Yes. At yeah. Sydney. Sorry, L- Lloyd at Sydney. Lloyd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> James Cousins, seemingly invisible for mine for most of the game, but his stats say otherwise, Tiz. Did you notice him more than me? Was he in a different role to what I'm used to? I think he might have been. Uh, On his return, he notched up 19 touches at 73.7% disposal efficiency, 14 uncontested possessions. Yeah, see, 14 uncontested. So they they must have been giving him a role where they're seeing if he can retain possession in the squad. Mm. Because that's been a knock on Cousins, that he takes the wrong option or he doesn't at least hit up the 
hit up someone enough to retain possession and, and keep the ball moving moving forward. What about this bloke here, Ricky Henderson? Happy 150th Hendo. Decent impact in his milestone game. 24 touches at 70.8% disposal efficiency. Five marks, five inside 50s. And what did you make of his goal? I don't remember his goal. Can we call it a Ricky Henderson classic? Just a nice long kick from outside 50. Was it on through. the run or... Uh, it was in play. All right. Yeah, it was in play. He, who fed him the ball? I don't remember, but it was a beautiful finish. Yeah. Given the conditions as well. And he had a wonderful celebration with CJ at the end of that game. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it was a very nice moment. Made for a very nice photo. Yeah. Yeah, they know what they're doing in the uh, the media comms, don't they, Hawthorne? <laughs> they're right onto it. Uh, let's talk about CJ. What did you make of his game? Oh, nervous early, as mm-hmm. he's right to be. I was nervous for him, to be yep. honest. I hadn't seen him light up the park at VFL for a little while. But he, he played his role, didn't he? He replicated his VFL form pretty nicely, I thought. Well, I say form. The things, that his strengths that he brings to the game at, at that level, I thought he successfully integrated them into his debut game. There was a moment early, I think it might have been first quarter, he might have misjudged his flight at the ball. and Overly nine, eager. Yeah. yeah, nine times out of ten at VFL level for Box Hill, you'll see him intercept and spoil, and it's just classic CJ. But on this occasion, cost us a goal. After that, he settled brilliantly, I thought. Finished with 11 touches. One of our best distributors on the night, actually. 81.8% disposal efficiency. Looked pretty comfortable at the level, it must be said. Yeah, that surprised me, how hmm. confident he was. It's, it's, it says a lot about the coaching staff, too. Has there been a debutant this year where you've really felt... Uh, not really sure. Because I feel like everyone that we've introduced to AFL... Well, this is the one I was most fearful for. And that's fair enough, I think. A backman, they sometimes get hung out to dry. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> There's no one dry in this game, mate. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> it's also weird for him uh, in his history coming from Ethiopia. <laughs> Isn't that bizarre? And playing in the first match with snow. Yeah. I mean... It's a I mean, tale of two extremes, isn't it? <laughs> does AFL House give this a tick or a cross scheduling a game in Canberra on a Friday night? Are you serious, mate? It's AFL House. They tick off everything. <laughs> Haven't yeah. you been paying attention? It's, oh, it's so crazy. Question from Stuart at Hawk Talk Pod. Uh, this is actually from his son, Jack. <laughs> so it's Jack by way of Stuart, I guess you could say, on oh, okay. Twitter. That's cool. Um, has CJ done enough in his first game to warrant a second against the Suns? Well, the lineup. I would have thought been, so. Yeah, the squad's been announced. Uh, when this is published, we won't quite have this finalised lineup. But uh, I don't want to see him taken out of the side, CJ. I don't don't really think he deserves the omission. I thought he did quite well. well. I mean, everyone looked good, didn't they? It was a game where everyone looked pretty good. Um, John Segler, we mentioned him before. He could have torn that game apart, to be honest. There were a lot of missed opportunities for Seggs. But, well, he, but he fed our midfield pretty well. He was more than serviceable as Big Boy's replacement, I thought. Um, for some reason, uh, as my brother pointed out on the night, why would you play two Ruckman in those conditions, Tiz? Oh, GWS is two Ruckman. That's right. Yeah, not M- us. Mumford and... Uh, Simpson. Simpson. Yeah. I was going to say Sons, but <laughs> Mumford and Simpson. Yeah, well, they wanted one resting forward, but, uh, you know, to try and provide a contest or at least something that uh, Jeremy Cameron could use to... Um, Sorry, who? Did he uh, pull up a little bit short at one point and then decided, I don't want to touch for the rest of the game? Or It's a <laughs> bit odd. I mean, Frawley just had his number. He just 
This is the second time this year, isn't it? It was, yeah. One of our most dependable defenders we have in our lineup at the moment, Frawley, and stepped up to the plate yet again. If we could sign him, that'd be good. That would be nice. We've got a number of players still needing a signature. Him and, and Brand? Yeah. Uh, Henderson as well, I think, tops a list of people. Oh, yeah, but I mean in the defence. On I mean. the defence, yes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, we heard from Al at Hawk Talk Pod. It's time for another shout-out to Chip. Kept Jezza to one goal over two games this year while taking big scalps in 2019. He had an off night last week, but knowing how the club votes, he's bound to finish top five in the PCM, in my opinion. Oh, that's interesting. That's probably right, too. Yeah, I'd say Al's on the money there. We heard from Darcy at Hawk Talk Pod. Loved watching Poppy on Friday. Shades of himself in his prime. We've missed that this season. That is a brilliant goal, wasn't it? From the pocket? Yeah, but that's bread and butter. <laughs> Isn't it, really? It was the one where he let out and took the mark that mm. I liked. He showed a bit of pace to get away from his opponent. PJ hit us up at Hawk Talk Pod. Conspiracy tis. He brings a conspiracy to the table. Luke Bruce. It sounds fun. Thinks he's done a deal with the devil to sell his soul so that he can spin his way through every <laughs> tackle and break it like the Tassie devil. True or false? This was fabulous. <laughs> at some point, he just decided to call the Giants on being lacklustre and yeah. awful and can't be bothered attitude. And he just thought, I'll just waltz through your little tackles. And there was one point where he just seemed to turn. Mm. Like, when two hawkers were running into goal, he just seemed to turn and look at the fellow who yep. dutifully fell over and did not tackle him as he went on his merry way. And yeah. A lovely little pirouette as well for another goal. Yeah, that just that... Um, that Why lo- didn't we get a shot of the box with, <laughs> with Cameron just throwing stuff? Because they should be. GWS, it was just deplorably bad. Well, there was that constant cutaway that they were using of um, just to show what the conditions were like. And they had the, the vision of the night sky and the snow falling. And I don't know what this denotes, but there was that letter F in red. Was there? I can only imagine it was grading the Giants' performance on that, on that evening. What do they call them? Is it a Ferrari? It changes wherever you go. Well, you called him a Lamborghini last week. Right, yeah. Yeah. I've heard Ferrari this week. It's well, that's what out the F's fuel. for, with an L-plate driver. Laws against that in Victoria. <laughs> uh, no, they they were trash, and Luke Bruce made them look like trash. So just that he calls them on it. That's what oh, I. That's great. Uh, there were many memorable moments of this match, given the Mine, snow and everything. But it, that was one of my. He favorite. came in with pretty bad form too, Bruce. Just been plodding along, hasn't really done anything to set the world. Oh, on he fire would have been and, frustrated, and he's mm. just. It was just interesting that he refused to give the ball up. He was just going <laughs> to take the tackler on. Uh, let's get to some uh, the players that kind of, well, in my opinion, what, might stunk have under, it up. Yeah, underperformed. We just said before it was a fairly good team effort, but nevertheless, there are some people that didn't necessarily perform so great. Are, are we going to do this? Are we? Yeah, we're going to do I, this. I thought this was what they do on uh, a Sunday night. What's that show called with Dunstall? Bounce. Bounce. Don't yeah. call it the bounce. <laughs> Did they bounce. drop the Z, did they? Yeah, it's more dynamic, oh, mate. Oh, license tests as well. Tests well. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt they do a whole, a whole lot of field testing with that show. They do live testing. It's when they put the show to air. I did like Isaac Smith on there the other week. That was good. That was, yeah, it was very good. With his box? <laughs> um, Jager O'Meara. Yep, that's right. He's in the gun this week. 18 touches at 27.8%. Well, Ooh. he's uh, stumbling to the line. Yeah, I mean, to, huge workload. To half time, he was running at eighteen percent and had bugger all possessions. So, yeah, he, he's carrying a lot, um, and it'd be you know a relief for him to see the end of the season. I think. Well, maybe he was 
You remember when I said we want to show Cogs that we need him? Oh, right. Maybe he was running with that line. Oh, strategic. Yeah. Okay, I see. I need a hand, Cogs. Come on. <laughs> it'll be great. Imagine how good it'll be if I'm working better and you're next to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ollie Hanrahan as well. And this is not a knock on Ollie. Uh, 16 touches, little impacts, five inside 50s. The effort's still there, but I think it just might be time for him to have a break from the seniors. Oh, okay. Yeah. You'd be down about that. I don't know. He, he might have had a role. Did he have yeah. a role on? Uh, well, maybe not that I could. Haynes or someone like that. Oh, perhaps. Perhaps I'm being too harsh. It's very hard watching on the telly. That's why it I is. like to attend the games. Yeah. Okay. Don't rub it in, mate. You would have been fair dinkum. No, I did. I didn't mean that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that would have been historic. Oh well, look. It would have been. Great. I would have enjoyed it. I'm kind of sad that we didn't go. I know a lot of our listeners actually are looking forward to us going. There are a few people who flew up. There are a few people who are out that way. Oh, it's making me feel bad now. No, oh, I don't mean to. It's <laughs> more just uh, highlighting the listeners who are looking forward to meeting us. And uh, thank you for supporting the show. That would have been amazing. Maybe next year, we want to travel around. Let's do a Hawk Talk Pod Australian tour. No, what do they call it? The blokes on the radio. They used to have a. Caravan of Courage and all that. Oh, right. Okay. What can we call ours? The most luxurious caravan. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Uh, we got, <laughs> that's enough. Got to end that. All now. right. That's yeah. enough, Trump. Yeah. Consider, I think it's diminishing returns for me as well. I think I lost the accent about 20 minutes back. Oh, you, you've seen the share markets then, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Justin, one of our listeners, actually pointed out at Hawk Talk Pod, it's a nice weekend for you, Nick. The Hawks play four quarters. Bombers conceded 21 goals in a row and North score their <laughs> lowest score ever. <laughs> I didn't even know about North until I left the ground. I switched it on TV en route to trying to find the Bombers game. Didn't take notice of what North was doing because I was like, nah, bugger this. I don't want to watch North. I want to see the Bombers get absolutely smashed. And by the time that game was over, I went, oh, I wonder what happened over at uh, GMHBA. And I was like, well, I missed something here too. What a good I, Saturday night. I think you watched the right one though. Oh, I Nothing did. worse than Geelong getting up and about again in time for the finals. Well, that was the sacrifice. I didn't really want to watch Geelong go on their merry way to uh, to a big win. So you can't have it all, listeners, but we did pretty well. As Hawks supporters, we did pretty well that weekend. So why didn't we do that to bloody North? Yeah, that stings a bit, doesn't it? Bit annoying. Oh, well. Oh, well, indeed. That's what Box Hill will be saying. They'll be saying, oh, well, they'll be wondering what if. Because uh, their finals berth is all but gone. Their premiership defence might no, be up no, in no, smoke. No, 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 no. Because what, we're using the mathematical some, line? No, we've got some fortuitous mm. buys. Okay. Yeah. Tell me more. A couple of our opponents have played more games than we have. Oh, right. So at the moment, we're in ninth uh, with Casey and Port Melbourne ahead of us. We're on 30 points, having engaged in a draw earlier in the year. Casey Demons are 32. And um, Northern Blues and Collingwood are below us. Mm. All right. Collingwood have the buy this week. Which means that they can't gain on us, and then next week Casey have the bye. Okay. So it means that if we win two of our games, we'll play finals. Okay, so it's not quite out of the equation because the way they were talking on uh, was it three WBC? Yeah, well, we've got the Northern Blues who are also in our bracket there. Yes. Yep. And we have to play Collingwood in the last round. So if we if we win those, we're sweet. We'll need to be bouncing back off some bad forms. I think we've dropped the last three, Box Hill. Uh, we went down to Werribee by 25 points uh, over, it was Avalon or whatever, wherever they play. Anyway, um, the game reflected 
the story of Box Hill's season, according to HawthorneFC.com.au. The effort and intensity was evident, but the conversion in front of goals, the ability to win crunch moments, and a match-winning spark was not there. So we've got a lot to work on. Uh, there were some highlights, though, Tiz. Uh, namely, Matt Walker, once again, the human highlight reel, starred. That was a ridiculous mark. <laughs> it was so good. If people haven't seen that, I'll see if I can track down the tweet of it and retweet it for everyone. It uh, needs better vision. It really does. True. True, yeah. The vision's not great, but you get the you get the gist of it. It was a Rioli-esque hanger. It was only fitting that he's wearing the number 30. We say it time and time again. He's got something there. Uh, Harry Morrison, I should actually just mention, what, what did Walker finish with? He finished with one goal in the end. Uh, Harry Morrison got 23 disposals, four marks, three tackles, and six inside 50s. Uh, he might earn a senior recall this week, but we'll get to that. Mark Pittenet. Yeah, what about Mark? Oh, he's still going strong, isn't he? Is he going to get another contract? Segler looks like he'll leave. So I mean, that's my gut feeling. Yes, all, all of our rucks are just in the never never. Pinnett's been one of the best at Box Hill this season. Uh, on this occasion, seventeen disposals, four marks, sixty-three hitouts. Uh, once again, playmaker Massive effort, and he's leading as well. Once again, playmaker Taylor Miles was impressive. Uh, for whatever that's worth, his. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know why we bring it up anymore. Uh, Nineteen disposals, eighteen of them kicks. Right. Okay. Yeah. Why is he only kicking the ball? I don't know. <laughs> it might be something else the coaches wanted to work on, just to stick it on the bill, eh? <laughs> uh, following three straight losses, Box Hill have slumped to ninth, as we mentioned. Uh, they've got the Northern Blues to come, so it's going to be a massive game. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're up against it, but you consider what happens when a, when a few of... Um, when Obviously, if Hawthorne don't play in the finals, mm. they get a lot of talent back into that pool for Box Hill. That is true, yep. As long as they make it, anything can happen. But even in a worse position than the VFL boys, mm. the VFLW, who are premiers again, okay, just like Box Hill, mm-hmm. they have got the top two for the next two weeks. And they're sitting, uh, what is that, fifth out of the top six. And they're not looking too good. So it's a big ask ahead, isn't it? Yeah, well, they've got to reverse their form, really. Uh, they only just got over Casey by three points on the weekend, so maybe there is a glimmer of hope yeah, there. Well, but Maybe don't reverse that form. Yeah, <laughs> they still won. All right. Yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, it's not convincing. Yeah, no, I get your point. The Saints, they've got up next. They've got 40 points, and then in the last round, they've got Collingwood, who are uh, top of the ladder, yeah. 44 with 192 yeah, is their I th- percentage. I thought they were going so, okay. Yeah, they they might hang in there. Hmm. Never know. But if they can't win either of those, it looks like Geelong and Melbourne Uni might push them out. Be good to see them back at. Uh, well, they're going to have it at Vizzy Park this year, aren't they? That's right. Yeah, a shift from uh, Marvel Stadium. Would have liked to have been back at Marvel. Now but... that they own Marvel, let's yeah. not play any of the games there. <laughs> oh, mate! Speaking of Marvel, it's the <laughs> schedule. It's the fixture we've all been waiting for. Uh, yeah, we're heading back there again. Hawthorne versus Gold Coast at Marvel Stadium, four forty p.m. Sunday. Oh boy, it's going to be a good time. <laughs> Uh, the only thing good about it is they were undercover. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. Much like the uh, Gold Coast Suns fans will be undercover AFL operatives <laughs> making up the numbers because there aren't any supporters. We know that. Well, when we saw this at the start of the year, remember what we called it? We called it a recruiting drive. <laughs> it's true. Or a scouting game. We just scout their list for talent. They've made a few changes too, haven't they? Well, we'll get to that. I thought you were talking about membership for us in terms of just signing people up. Oh, okay. Which yeah. uh, they've had to think of something to get people through the gates. and Bring a friend, is that right? I think there's big, bring a friend. Yeah. And on top of that, and I wholeheartedly support this, but I don't think it's a coincidence, the inclusion match. Is that about Ruffy? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that too. So there you go. Three reasons: the Ruffy's farewell, the inclusion match, celebrating diversity, and bring a friend. So I mean, three things, three banner ideas to get people through the gates. Well, to be fair, that's a whole round thing, the inclusion thing, isn't is it? it? Yeah. No, I thought it was only our game. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Okay. No, I'm pretty sure it's just our game. Right. Which, again, while I love it, I think it says a lot it about just, what they think is going to happen. It's a bit of a happen. pile on there. It is, yeah. They're <laughs> stacking the deck a bit, <laughs> um, hoping to get people through. And I think it's working well, by the sounds well, of it. Like, there was one thing they obviously could have done mm-hmm. and, and given a game to one of the absolute champions. Go on. Ryan. Oh, here we go. He's back. Sean Marcus. Sean Makers. (laughs) I say he's back. Not on the side. Just as I mentioned on this podcast, listeners, let's not go getting carried away or anything. Are we going to hear from him soon? Because there are a few blokes putting up their hand to say I'm not going on. Yeah, well, we heard from Darren at Hawk Talk Pod. For this week's pod, says Darren, a farewell game for Premiership hero Sean Marcus. Well, unfortunately, Darren, I don't think it's going to be happening because... well, he hasn't been named to the squad for one, so I don't think it's happening. Uh, he's dealing with a calf issue, according to the Booper Recovery Report, one to two weeks away. So I think one to two, one to two, is that a virtual one to two? What's going on there? Anyway, I uh, think we'll probably rule him out for the I rest. Don't know, of the you season. have to ask your mate Peter, wouldn't you? Hutto. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't talked about that, have we? Is that is that you just on nickname? Terms yeah, now? yeah, mate. Yeah, we're yeah, we're sweet. Pretty familiar. <laughs> yeah, I just. Cuddling up to him in the photos and everything. And All right. So, there was the 2014 Premiership replay. At which wasn't advertised. No, it was not advertised. Otherwise, you know I would have filled everyone in on it <laughs> via Twitter. Um, How were you invited? It's because I went to the 2008 function. The, there was a Premiership. Oh, the other year, yeah. Yeah, the other year. And, um, yeah, they, I think they just emailed people back that were on, like, a mailing list for that. They were like, oh, well, you went to this. How would you like to, you like to attend this? I was like, well... The answer is yes, I will, obviously. How much did that set you back? It was free. It, it was free? It was free. Booper covered it. Look at you. Yeah. So full coverage from Booper. Something new. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sure they do a great job. And uh, Hutto is apparently involved with Booper, so well done. Thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he compared the night, didn't he? With, uh, yes. You heard from Ruff. Yeah, Jared Ruffhead was there. And you just... When that was named, that he was going to be a guest for this replay, you just had that sneaky suspicion in the back of your mind that, is this going to coincide with an announcement? Oh, and I it, don't know about that. I think he's pretty good in that 2014 grand final, wasn't he? Yeah, that's clearly not my point. <laughs> <laughs> clearly not. I just mean that, you know, he's making a public appearance before fans and it's getting towards the end of the season Maybe he's announced it by then that he's called time. Did he say, yes, I'm going to play on uh, Sunday? Well, we already knew it by then. Oh, did you? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, when it was actually emailed out to us that he was going to be the guest, you did think, ooh, okay, is this going to be the very final? Is this this goodbye? This is a chance to say in person, thank you so much for all your your wonderful work for the brown and gold. And uh, it turns out it was. And it was a great chance to, to have a photo with him and the cup and... Yeah, really nice moment with the family. And what does a bloke like Peter Hudson ask Ruffy? Uh, I think he was very quick to throw it back to the audience. Oh, was he? <laughs> <laughs> no, Hutto was... Um, I'll just call him Hutto now, just in case. Yeah, it's fine. Noticed. When you uh, drop Ruffy, then I might have an issue. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, very open in his uh, admiration for the big man, for Big Ruff. Um, and, and I felt it was very sincere, very genuine. 
that uh, clearly he appreciates all that Ruffhead has accomplished in his career for the club, uh, on a personal level, all the adversity he's gone through. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think, um, you know, Hutto didn't really steal the limelight or anything. He was quite gracious and, and let it be about Ruffhead, and I think that's exactly what the fans wanted it to be. He's pretty relaxed, Hutto, isn't he? He is, yeah. It was a good MC. And it, was a, it was a really good evening. And am I rubbing it in people's faces by talking about it? I feel like I am. Yeah, but, def- definitely. <laughs> but to bring it back to this weekend's so game. So on this uh, secret list. Oh, it, come on. A little bit secret. Go on. You had a question about the secret list? No, no. I just wanted to drop that. And move. <laughs> Such an asshole. <laughs> Bringing it back to this weekend's game. I mean, this is the game where everyone else gets their opportunity. To be fair, he did invite me along. Yeah, I, I did invite you, and you were unwell. Yeah. You had other plans anyway, but we won't get into that. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't go to them either. Yeah. <laughs> you would have shifted things around for Ruff, I'm sure. But this weekend, this Sunday, that's the chance for all the Hawks faithful to turn out and give this guy the send-off that he deserves. Uh, we what didn't do you actually... think about the two-minute thing in the second quarter? Oh, as in make some noise, applaud, and, yeah. and cheer? Uh, why not? I mean, what do you think? He's not going to get the ball all game? I mean... I don't think that's the implication, is it? Well, why do you need it then? He's going to get the ball. That's just, when you... Just, the just first nice time he gets thing. it, you go nuts. It's just a nice thing to do. Okay. Well, You're reading just, into it too much. That's the sort of thing you do if the guy does isn't present, as far as I'm concerned. Then why would you do it? No, I mean, if they're not... It's just to acknowledge them okay. when they're not playing, you know? Yeah. They did it for goods, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. but it's if the guy isn't out there on the field. Surely if he is out there, it means a lot more to them, right? No, I mean, if he's out there, it's organic, it's natural, it just happens. But now it's sort of processed and manufactured. But hang on, but you're going to have the organic stuff when he does get the ball. But in addition to that, you also get the nice moment. I guarantee they're going to forget. We'll see about that. We'll see. I disagree. I'll forget. (laughs) (laughs) Then I'll be like, oh, it's the second minute, what are they clapping at? Yeah. Well, there you go. You'll be left out. <laughs> no, I already have clapped when he kicked the first goal of the game, as he's wont to do. What is your problem with this? I don't understand. I just, I think it should be left as an organic process. As it will be the rest of the game. Yeah, so we don't need that. Yeah, but this way you have an additional nice thing that you can do. Yeah, well, why don't they have it for Shuey? This isn't Shuey's game, mate. This is this weekend is not about Sean Marcus. I well, know we you gonna want do it, it to be. Are we going to do it next week? I know you want it to be about him. It's not about him. <laughs> <laughs> Just keep your Sean Marcus fandom to yourself, please. It's a bit much. All right, fine. I thought you transferred it to Connor Nash by now anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, I get your point. But I mean, it's just a it's just a nice thing that you can do for someone. Sounds to me like he's a laid out. <laughs> oh, imagine. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. Betraying <laughs> just goodwill en masse. Well, oh, you're here God. now. <laughs> you paid your money. You're at the Docklands. You're already on the train, you know. <laughs> they haven't put extra services on because it's Hawthorne Gold Coast. <laughs> you're stuck. Uh, uh, we didn't actually read out the squad, mate, after all this banter. Yeah, was he actually included in the end? <laughs> yes, he was included okay. and he will be named. Lewis is the only out that we know of so far. We've got uh, Gunston, Morrison. McAvoy. All right, you, you want to do it. Okay, go, go ahead. <laughs> By all means. Jack Gunston, Ben McAvoy, Harry Morrison, Jack Scrimshaw. What are they up on the day, son? <laughs> and Jared Ruffhead. Number two, Jared Ruffhead. <laughs> <laughs> Good scenes in 2008. And as for. And um, 13, and 14, and 15. 
And as for uh, the Gold Coast, they've brought in Holland Smith. Uh, do you remember Jordan Murdoch? Kicked a wonderful goal. I'm still stuck with Holland Smith myself. <laughs> uh, Brad Shear, Peter Wright, who's played well against us in the past. And Aaron Young. Okay. Will it be a good game? I don't imagine it will be, but uh, the sentiment of the occasion will you override and you, you, you won't really care about whether it's You don't it's think it'll be a, a bit of a one-on-one game with just Clarko and Jude deciding they need to see how their players go one-on-one rather than trying to maintain a... Yeah, yeah, perhaps. I, look, I'll say this. I think it'll be closer than people think. I think there's danger in writing this off as... I mean, we better bloody win. Okay. I'd be severely worried if we drop this game somehow, considering all the emotion that's on the line. But not, not only that, but just we're a better team. We're a better club. You're beginning to hate Gold Coast, aren't you, a little bit? Just a little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Had a couple of run-in with, the, with their two fans. and <laughs> I have, actually, which quite a few of our listeners on Twitter had a lot of, to. You had a lot of prep for the rant this week, really. <laughs> I'm ready to go, I'll be honest. <laughs> well, hit go. The struggle to remain relevant is real, eh, Gold Coast? From your presidents whinging and moaning about O'Meara to one of your players putting his own spin on white line fever. Well, you want to be in the headlines? Here's your chance. I'll tell you how it's all going to go down. You might think you're catching a flight for an honest game of Aussie rules, but it's far simpler than that, Gold Coast. It's so simple, even your dumpster fire of a club won't stuff it up. Because the fact of the matter is this. You'll be there for one purpose and one purpose only. When the final siren sounds, you'll form a line, stand up nice and straight, and applaud a legend of the Hawthorne Football Club. And for the tens of Suns fans, you can mosey on over to one of those conveniently located Marvel Stadium bins at quarter time, half time, three quarter time, full time, and deposit whatever tacky merch you burned your money on, get decked out in some Hawks Nest gear and show some love for the big rough, because that's really what this weekend is about. We're sending a superstar out in style, and as ever, Gold Coast, you'll just sort of be there, not really doing much, because Lord knows that's what your club's all about, isn't it? And that's all it's ever going to be about. Yeah, we certainly know Raph don't like the sun. <laughs> Very good. Can we find a way to send that to him? I think he'll enjoy that. He'll enjoy that. <laughs> oh. You never know who's listening, mate. Scrimshaw <laughs> follows this podcast. Got to be careful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you do, actually. <laughs> Is it time to cancel this and go for another run? Or <laughs> Does Trump listen to this? Oh, dear. Oh, wow. How good would that be? Um, Retweeted by Trump. It certainly gets some engagement. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to t- could we send him a Tim O'Brien badge? That could be fabulous. That would be amazing. <laughs> He's not getting mine, I can tell you that yeah, right. Yeah, because you still haven't opened the packaging. Nope, saving that one. <laughs> it's for eBay. Oh, <laughs> no, it's not. It's too valuable for that. Sounding a bit like Ruffy when I got his signatures. This isn't for eBay, is it, mate? Did he actually say that? Yeah. Oh, that's a good joke, though. You go pay him that. <laughs> Mind you, at the age I am getting some cards signed, I've got to expect a bit back, don't I? So there's a guy next to me in the queue to get the signatures, you know, at these family, uh, in quotation marks, fun day, where you, get to, <laughs> where you get to line up for two and a half hours to see your premiership heroes. Listen to you having a go at the fun day that's meant for what? Kids. It's meant for kids, up. yeah. And then you have to time your, time your run at all these, you know, Whatever they are, the little tent things, and they say yeah. Cyril will be here for twenty minutes, and yes. Saul will be there for five. And mm. anyway, so finally, I'm at the front, and this guy behind me, you know how they are—a little bit. The guys in the queue with you, you know, they're always aching for a chat. 
Okay. You can just feel yeah. them trying to mosey into the, your thoughts, you know, and just mm. sitting there thinking to yourself, how much longer until I get up to the front? And he do, goes... Do, do you think it's, it's nervous energy, I would, I'd expect? That's what it's all about. Well, I think his arm is just getting tight. He's holding up all these Guernseys. Oh, right. He had like 50 Guernseys. <laughs> and he's like, do you know what I'm doing? And I'm like, no. I think you're going to tell me anyway. <laughs> yeah, go on. He's like, well, what I've done is I've invested my money in all these Guernseys. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I'm going to get all the numbers and get them each signed by one of the premiership players okay. so that I have an entire collection. Right, okay. It's ambitious. It's massive. That is a huge workload. Like, that's that's enormous. But then mm. he's doing it three times. Yeah. Just that one day. Oh, right. Okay, well, I thought you meant across the three, Pete. No. Okay, because that, that would present a brand new challenge. This is 2013. Challenge. So he's gone early. <laughs> yeah. This is a massive investment. <laughs> so, okay. And each time, Can there's I... something better because they want another one. That's it's right. Like, I've just completed my 100, you know, my 100 shirts and now... Can I clarify this He's the only plan? man who was relieved when the dogs got over us. <laughs> Can I clarify this master plan? Because I'm not sure I have it straight. Okay. So... He has a number two Guernsey. For 2013. For 2013. Three times to be signed by Ruffy. Okay. Three three so, Guernseys. Right. He'll sell two and keep one set. Okay. Wow. This is even more complex than I thought. Yeah. Wow. But he's okay. also got to invest to get them all put in uh, frames and everything. And You've got to have a really big pool room, don't you? I don't think this guy has a house anymore. <laughs> Let alone a pool room. Okay. What kind of investment yeah, is this? A, it's an enormous master plan. Like, I admired the thought behind it, but ugh. <laughs> then suckers leaves, and you got to track him down to the Western Bulldogs, you know. Yeah. Lakey's off. you got to find him. Got to go over WA for hail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you hear your mate? Oh, Ross. my mate. Yeah, Ross. Ross the boss gets to keep his job. Jeez, they were unlucky to lose that game. Oh, thought they were on for the premiership. <laughs> but <they're, laughs> you reckon, are they still on for a premiership this year? What do you reckon? <laughs> that was your tip. Anyway, uh, Ross the boss keeps his job. Meanwhile, there's, what, six assistant coaches or something? They're they're not contracted at the moment. Oh, is that right? And uh, Brent Guerrero is one of them. He's been shown the door. Oh, okay. Poor yeah. goo. Well, he's been there a little while. He has, but I mean... Hale staying on, or I'm not sure. Actually, I'm not sure what the rest of the situation is, but I just heard about you Guerra. want quite a long contract to move over to WA anyway in the first place, don't you? Well, I, th- I think they're somewhat regretting the long contract situation with Ross. So, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, they're not going to move him on now unless he's getting that job at St Kilda. Mind you, this is great news for you. Mm. Um, the Scott boy. Oh, okay, yes, probably won't be getting a job. Oh, fantastic! Like, uh, uh, can I just clarify? That is nothing personal. That is an 800k dump. That's right. On North Melbourne Football Club. This is nothing against Brad. It's the sensational predicament <laughs> that North Melbourne have made for themselves where if they don't find Brad Scott a job, they just pay him 800 grand. <laughs> Brilliant. Who did like that Like he deal? wanted a job. <sighs> Why would you want a job if you're going to get 800 grand exactly. anyway? Exactly. You just sit back Don't have on to your work hands. for it. Yeah. I mean, the AFL's going to bail them out, aren't they? Ugh. That's what's going to what, happen. Is it, is it 10 clubs that are basically insolvent at the moment or...? <laughs> <laughs> Could be one more. What a league. What a gill. <laughs> oh, we, we need to talk about gill. There's a couple of things actually I want to talk about in, in terms man, of general football news. For a man who limits his opinions to have such bad opinions still. What I find amazing about this gill Cornelio situation 
is that he wasn't under any real pressure or any unprecedented pressure that he might find in any other media situation. But Caro just asks him, what do you think of Cogs? Like, if you know, what would you want him to do? This is this is the pain that is Gil. <laughs> this is this is just underlines how Gil operates and functions, and it's the thought bubble. Mm. That's what it is. Did he forget where he was, or did he forget uh, that he was talking into a microphone that his comments would be on the record, and that it's improper for a CEO of a major organization to? Comment on player movements. Yeah. Because, okay, for anyone not up with this story, basically the CEO of the AFL has gone, yeah, I'd prefer Stephen Cornelio to stay with the Giants. Oh, would you? Oh, great. Okay, well, what do you make of Ratton and the St Kilda coaching job? No, 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 don't go too hard because he probably does actually (laughs) work out who's actually going to take that role because he's already installed half of the positions down at St Kilda. Yes, yeah, that's right. So they're they're just a puppet. (laughs) I mean, it's a joke. And how how this has not been made more of in the media is ridiculous. The story's just evaporated. No one's talking about it. Well, that's because you've got to get your card, your card stamped by the uh, AFL house in order to comment on the Actually, footy. Actually, yeah, that's true. Why am I surprised? This is why we you know, always read Mick Warner, because he's the only one to call him out. Yeah, yeah. I wish Remember more his rant? Would. It's almost as good as a couple of yours. Oh, thanks. Almost. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. You still put me ahead. That's good. I did. I No, I just... It's so corrupt and it, it's dumb. Mm, well, it's what, well dumb. what is it? What is it? I mean, we all know it, it happens. Is he, is he extremely arrogant or is he a total buffoon? <sighs> is it somewhere in the middle, maybe? Well, I, I imagine he would be quite arrogant, but I've never met him. But for someone to make a comment like it's, that... It's just how it appears. For appearances' sake, you can't be doing it. If you did that yeah. and you were the head of the NFL or the FA or... It's just, it just seems like such a backward competition. I think people are smart enough to know that this stuff probably goes on behind and the scenes. He, but but he, to, to say it out loud like that is just so dumb. Well, I mean, he's already... Well, I don't think it was him, but they brought in draconian sanctions when uh, Sydney took Buddy. That's right. When yeah. he was meant to be going to GWS, as far as they were concerned. Yeah. And they were without any kind of basis in yeah in any kind of structures the AFL or, had. Yeah. But we were conduct. all right with it because we were pretty pissed off with them. I was quite happy for them to do that. <laughs> um, but you would agree it's not fair, is it? Oh no. Not, <laughs> I agree. Now it's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> but back then, I was like, oh, you beauty. You beauty. Yeah, just <laughs> knock him out of the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in in, uh, in regard to equity, I, mm. I think Cogs should be allowed to come to Hawthorne and, and slapped on the back. Should be allowed to go wherever he wants because that's the system that they've implemented. Where the hell is the AFLPA on this? Because he's not meant yeah. to be saying shit like this. That's true. Yeah. That completely Where's affects, danger? That affects the deal, doesn't it? Any danger of danger speaking out. Only when it involves him. Or Geelong. Have you noticed? Or a home final. They're not getting that. They're not getting that. That's the other thing I wanted to take care of on the news. Actually, <laughs> my, my number one that I wanted to get to was, uh, I don't know what Clarko's going to do next year. Oh, no. we I tweeted that out. Oh, you, you reckon he's going to be assistant to David T? Yeah. I Is mean, Tom Brown. Yeah, Tom Brown hasn't been wrong yet, mate. Come on. <laughs> Definitely going to be a coach at Carlton. Oh, okay. Yep. I gotcha. <laughs> I just had to read between the lines. <laughs> See, Tom Brown is a very cerebral character. Just try and keep up. All right, so the next day, Gil <laughs> comes out and tacitly agrees that he shouldn't have had an opinion by saying, I actually prefer it if all players remain at their original clubs. <laughs> what, he just cancels the trade period? I mean, that is the worst take advice. Hang on. Now, see, 
because most of his administration has been freeing up player movement and making it more Americanized. So, so this is where you've lost me because I feel like there's a piece of this story that I haven't caught up with. Is this real? Which part? Where he's come out and said, oh, I'd prefer all, all players to stay. Well, not right. all players. He just preferred players to remain at their own clubs. He said uh, that. Okay. That uh, All right. I genuinely didn't, I didn't know if just, you were joking I, or no, not. I didn't just mean cogs. I meant like all players. Oh, no. Great. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, that's his out. Oh, I guess we can all move on then. That's his get out. <sighs> Genius, right? Because his whole administration has been about, you know, player movement. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. It's all structured so players can do what they want. And he's like, yeah, but I prefer that they don't do we what they want. We have it in the news cycle and we yeah. talk about players leaving clubs about round nine. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's an absolute mess. Anyway, Cogs ain't staying there, mate. And he's not going no. to Carlton to, you know, prop up Teague for a couple of years until they sack him either. Yeah, I don't know why you'd choose Carlton. Um, Hawthorne seems the obvious choice. Even when I try and put my bias aside, Hawthorne seems the obvious choice of the... Of the people in contention, or the clubs in contention, sorry. Uh, let's talk We've about, already got Patton. Well, I was going to say, let's talk about some other news. Patton Chatter, I think we'll call this segment. Uh, we heard from our, one of our listeners, Nikki, at Hawk Talk Pod. Uh, can we fix Patton and Steve as well? With the rise of Mitch Lewis, Connor Nash, and Timmy O'Brien in recent weeks, does Patton become less of a priority? You've got to have a fullback coming through. Would you really blame <laughs> a fullback? <laughs> Certainly not. Well, he doesn't have to turn. You put him behind the ball, he doesn't have to turn with his knees. Mm-hmm. Unless, you know, he gets beaten in the contest and has to run back. So I think that answers Nicky's question. Can we fix him? No, we can't. Not that well. <laughs> well, I'm, I mean, most of fixing him will be upstairs. Uh, getting the confidence back to be able to turn. Yep, and there that is again. That will be a part of it. We did hear some awful reports of what he yelled out uh, when he did it again at training. Remember, that was uh, passed Vaguely, through what, the media. What did he say again? Totally. Uh, I don't think it should be repeated, but okay. it, it would just show that a bloke had totally broken yeah, uh, okay. emotionally and, and in that moment, which you want to do, but yeah. why you'd take that and put it on the radio for everyone to hear was absolute mm. crap. And the uh, the club didn't really come out ferociously or aggressively at, at that being broadcast. So uh, spineless on and off the field, GWS. Well, I mean, it just shows that they don't have his back. Yeah. And I think, you know, Cogs had his own injury against Richmond the other week that looked a little bit weird. Mm. Uh, there were questions raised about that, why he was out there. And there's a bit of whiff of desperation, not only in the way Gills commented about GWS, but yes. also in the way they're playing and they're yep. sort of loping to the line. And they've got a hell of a lot of incentives to stay at GWS. Mm. They've got all those ambassador things and mm-hmm. there's different ways to give them cash that are within the purview of the AFL. Won't keep, aren't going to Hawthorne players. Won't keep Patton, though. Uh, but did you see that photo of Patton talking to uh, Poppy? Yeah. It's pretty nice, wasn't it? Yeah, it shows Poppy's going to be there next year. Do you reckon? Oh, yes. Clearest indicator yet. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> what about Brad Hill? I'll tell you one thing. Watching that 2014 Premiership replay, I missed a couple of things. First of all, Dennis Cometti. Really miss him badly. Second, Brad Hill. Oh. Seeing Brad Hill run around again. Missing, Missed that. missing targets, yeah. <laughs> no, oh, I, come I, on. I love his speed. Did, I love his endeavour. Didn't you used to get frustrated with his ability not to hit a target? Sometimes, but then I remember Hartung being played in the same position <laughs> and I kind of relax a bit, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, he's dramatically improved that. Yes, that's over true. In the, over in WA. He's become very damaging. He has. Someone actually asked in the Q&A at the, uh, the replay at Village Cinemas, 
uh, they asked Ruffy about Brad Hill. Like, what do you think of him? And, you know, what kind of guy is he? Ruffy without a beat. No hesitation said. He's bloody annoying. <laughs> He's a pest around the club. And you could just see it, couldn't you? Uh, I was taking photos, I think, in 2014. Yeah, 2014. Mm. And uh, I was just taking photos of the players as they were wandering around the G. And mm. and Brad Hill took the phone out of my hand. Wow. Uh, spun it round. <laughs> Did that thing to make it a selfie, yeah, and then just leant into me and took a couple of photos. That is fantastic. Gave the phone back. How so I not, love him. How have you not told me this before? Yeah. Brilliant. Just, yeah, great story. Terrific. I look very happy in that photo. <laughs> I bet you do. And a little bit desperate to get my phone back. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would be a little bit jarring, wouldn't it, just to have it plucked out of your hands like that? Well, not really. I was just delighted. But I did, don't did want. It. I just didn't want him to give it back to the wrong fella. You know? Well, did you see who was doing it at first? Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Okay, yeah. There weren't that many people around. <laughs> so people have been demanding my confidence level on the COGS thing. and uh, <laughs> Yeah, they look to you as the barometer. Is, is it going to happen? Yeah, and I wrote back too confident, which didn't help at all. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Nathan wants to know, if we don't get COGS, surely we're locked and loaded to get Hill back. And I'd say that is absolutely false. Yeah, I'm not confident on this either. I don't um, think Hill's coming back. Yeah, I, I don't think it's happening. Simon actually tweeted us as well, at Hawk Talk Quad, interested in your take on what we should be prepared to give up to get Bradley Hill back to the club if he nominates us. I don't think he has. And also, uh, Stephen Hill is meant to be coming with him. He wants to right? play with his brother. Yeah. Jeez, that's a big loss. Big loss for Frio. Oh, Stephen Hill hasn't played in ages. Yeah, but both of them go on just like that. Mate, they have a big loss every week. Who cares? <laughs> it's the Frio way. <laughs> Uh, I've got some other questions and comments here. One from Jono at Hawk Talk Pod. Uh, Big-bodied key defender needs to be the priority come the trade period. Not sure if there are any available. Any uh, you've had your Keith, yeah, Keith, Keith chat. Yeah, Keith chat. Yeah, we brought that up. Tom Doty's apparently a huge Hawker fan. Yes. Yeah, read that on Twitter. Yeah. So Anyone who isn't from Adelaide who's <laughs> just stripping that club bare. Come over and wear the two, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the big draw. But that was a nice tweet from uh, a tweet exchange from Greenwood and Ingalls. Oh, it? it was lovely. <laughs> how did it say Greenwood basically saying to Joe, like, oh, you'll miss your mate, Ruffy, yeah. playing, uh, running out each weekend? And Ingalls uh, just retaliated with, come and wear the two at Hawthorne. <laughs> Which, uh, well, it could happen. Could, uh, could get Greenwood at the club, whether he wears number two or not. It's a different story. So Greenwood's a. Basketball are first and a football sort of basketball second. background yeah. is so I, th- I think that's where they get mm. so matey. Yeah. I think so. We heard from Nicholas Vines at Hawk Talk Pod. Not a question this week, but thought this was a classic Dwayne Russell moment of the week. Bombers kicked two in a row. Dwayne Russell says Essendon with a chance. He didn't. <laughs> Apparently, he did. I missed that. I was watching the coverage. I was too busy probably tweeting out. Uh, you know gifts he's got of... a new. You know he's got a new gig. Who's that? Dwayne. Dwayne. He's leaving Three W. Is he? To do what? You know, the top-rating evening sports show. He's mm. leaving that. Yeah. He's getting an afternoon show mm. on SEM. All right. Yep. Yeah. They're going to call it Dwayne. Is that for real? They're just, they're just calling it Dwayne? Well, I think they've been calling who it... Calls some... a, who calls a show Dwayne? <laughs> who calls a kid Dwayne? No, no one does that anymore. <laughs> Full respect to The Rock. Uh, but no one does that. Yeah, he goes with The Rock, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. Did he actually call it? He did. You sure? Yeah, apparently. Well, there was another one that I really liked. This one I heard. It's when the the siren for full time sounded 
and the Bulldogs had just absolutely pantsed Essendon all night. Mm. 21 goals in a row at one point. Yep. And Dwayne finishes the game. He, this is the way he sums it up. He called it a classic. No, he didn't. By what measure is it a classic? <laughs> That's literally what he went with. Well, you know, at one point, the analysis was uh, about the hair colouring. Is that right? Oh, yes. Yeah, players shouldn't be whiting their hair. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> White blonde fever or something. Yeah. Sure. How that ties into it, I have no idea. But whatever. Desperate times, you reach for stuff like that. Uh, we heard from Paul at Hook Talk Pod. We'll only be good enough to win a grand final in this current crop when we can beat the Tigers. What changes will we have to make before that happens? Interesting is nominated the Tigers as, as the barometer there. Yeah, I can I can see that they're a good team. They yeah. are, yep. Uh, the game style perhaps might be waning. Yep. I'm not sure that we have to beat the Tigers at their own game. No. I don't think we're ever going to play that way. I don't think Clarko likes to play that way. No. I'm confident in terms of the lists, I think we're heading in the right direction. I think their um, injury list suggests that not many people can play that way for very long. Yeah, certainly. Um, I think we're we're in a pretty good position. I'm brown and golden zen, Tiz. Feeling good. <laughs> good about where Hawthorne's at. And you got your, your September holiday ready, haven't you? I don't think we're going to make finals. I know it's mathematically possible, but we'd need a lot to go right. You mentioned the F word, mate. It's not allowed, all right? <laughs> Why? <sighs> Has everyone just come to terms with the fact that we're not making it? Surely by now. No, no we're not making it. That's all right. You, you didn't want to make it, did you? Well, I mean, I wanted to make 13th or finals, you know. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? Because um, I think the thing that we dreaded that was going to happen, finishing like 9th or 10th, I think that's... We're not going to beat West Coast. Uh, you never know. Not over there. Well, we we don't start favourites, I'll give you that, but you just never know. I don't think we're going to make finals. I think we're a good chance to land in that dreaded no-man's land. But nevertheless, I'm still feeling good about Hawthorne. It was interesting that Clarko mentioned that Roughhead might play the final game as well. Do, is that contingent on what he puts up this week? Yeah, or? yeah. Yep. Yeah, and, and how he pulls up, in fact. I think it's been interesting for Roughhead, hasn't it? Because, I mean, he was playing full back for a bit for Box Hill, leading into this yeah. game. So oh, just... Trying to put him anywhere near the ball and yeah, giving other players confidence around him. I mean, he's been very selfless at VFL Exactly level. what I was edging towards. But you can hear all about that in the Rough Cast, a <laughs> uh, special bonus episode. We'll put all the details for that one up on social media. That's uh, twitter.com slash hawktalkpod and facebook.com slash hawktalkpod. All right, mate. To avoid your um, embarrassment oh. next week. Oh, you have a you different need to, take you need what to will get... happen in round 23. I know. I'm talking this up now. Oh, okay. Uh, we need to uh, we need to get you over the line for this Mason's multi this week. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I'm sure this will be great. Very easy round ahead of me. Yeah. Well, the Friday night is an absolute laydown was there. <laughs> Come on. No, no, no. You can't bugger this one up. Okay. At the G, mm. a blockbuster yep. of a clash. Seventeenth mm. versus fifteenth, Melbourne versus <laughs> the Sydney Swans without Buddy for the sixth or seventh straight week with a hamstring tightness. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Stephen May's out. Yeah, but uh, Nick Smith having retired from Sydney. Okay. Obviously, well, they're, the they're emotional. You're, get the feeling you're pushing me in one direction over another here. Yeah. Pretty. Yeah, I just, I just want you to win, right? Oh, really? Is yeah. That the, yeah. Well, I'm going to tip the Swans. <laughs> Melbourne don't want to win. Actually, both teams don't want to win. That's Actually, the problem with games like this. I, I don't think anything happens if Melbourne win. No, no, they can't get anywhere near Carlton. 
Is that, uh, is that the discussion around the club this week? <laughs> Doesn't matter, boys. Do whatever. Okay. Now, uh, now having won... Now it gets serious. Yeah, having won on the Friday night. We're now rolling all the money into <laughs> so either the... Carlton oh, no. or St Kilda. So I've overcome the Friday night curse. It doesn't get any better for me. Yep. Carlton or St Kilda. Well, typically, and this is your theory, with signings of coaches, they don't come out and win the next week. So therefore, I'm going with St Kilda. Okay. <laughs> Look, I've got a really good solution to this. Mm. You know how you can add a line... I no, think you I re- should I just refuse your tips. No, I think you should get Sydney mm. and then add 50 points to whatever score <laughs> they do. And then similarly with with Carlton. Mm. Yeah. No, I, I won't be taking your advice. Oh. It's not Tiz's multi, it's Mason's multi. All right, this one's easy. Brisbane, mm. Geelong. Brisbane. That's not easy. It's easier it's than you think. It's the quickest one you've it had. It's easier than you'd think. It's going to be Brisbane and they're going to absolutely pants Geelong and it's going to be glorious. Adelaide Collingwood. Uh, that one's tougher. Um, Adelaide. Mm, they're in ninth. Yep. Be interesting. A lot, a lot to play for for them, and they're at home. Collingwood can drop a long way very quickly. Mm, okay. Can't miss finals, though, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> North Port Adelaide. Uh, that one's also tough. All of these are not great in terms of tipping either or. Uh, North. Really? Yep. You can't back them after what they did last week. All right, no, no, we'll go with it. Go with it. Go with it. Uh, Frio Essendon. What did Port do last week? Before we move on, did they win? Did they win? Um, yeah, hundred and three to fifty six. They absolutely drowned the Swans. Okay, no, well, it doesn't count. It's the Sydney Sydney Swans, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, Dockers Essendon. Gonna go with the Dockers. Awesome. After I've baked the whole episode, I'll go for the Dockers. Richmond Weagles. Uh, Richmond. Giants Dogs. Giants. People are screaming. <laughs> You've got all the way through to Sunday. <laughs> no, I haven't. You know I'm not going to make it that far. <laughs> and this then is the hardest round I've done all year. Hawthorne, Suns. Hawthorne. By? Certainly not over 40 points. I'll tell you that right now. Not over 40 points. Nah, nah. Hawks by Country Mile, I'd say. Not over 40 points. Well, it should be fun on Sunday. I'm going to enjoy it. I'll come by where you're standing. Aisle 36. Yeah. That's where it all goes You're down. You're going to have a whole lot of uh, Gold Coast supporters in front of you that we can heckle? <laughs> I don't think that'll happen this week. No, it's going to be uh, all dominated by Hawthorne supporters, I imagine. It's going to be just a very positive vibe the whole day. Big celebration for Ruffy. We'll be in fine voice, I imagine, Aisle 36. Lots of songs, lots of mirth. Can we invite Dewey to come and celebrate <laughs> with us? Man, as long I'll... as we don't point and laugh at him, he should be all right. Remember that? No, I don't actually. Oh, wait. No, they, they, yeah, they laugh in the box. box. Yeah. No, I have more respect than that for our uh, unlikely bulky hero, as Dennis Cometti <laughs> said. That was the line of 2008. Yeah. And then Bruce, the best five minutes of his footy life. Oh, uh, yeah. Yep. Immortalised. I'll always love you. Fantastic. And I, I will always love you. I think we ended there, Tiz. Yeah, I think we definitely did. <laughs> Some social media stuff. Uh, iTunes, rate and review us on there. Uh, Twitter at HawkTalkPod. Facebook.com slash HawkTalkPod. The most luxurious social media channels. No, we definitely have to end it. <laughs> we are a happy team at Hawthorne. 